This is Film Center. Your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Welcome to Film Center. My name is Derek Johnson II. I'm Nicholas Killian. And what are we talking about today, Nicholas? Today we are talking about One Piece. Yes, One Piece. It is the latest American attempt at Japanese animation to, instead of making animation, um, to just make it live action. The America has a huge history of taking animated Japanese things and trying to make them American live action. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the more famous examples, of course, being Dragon Ball Z Evolution, which we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> and then there was also things like Ghost in the Shell, which yeah, they did. Death Note as well. But Death Note was another one that was actually done by Netflix, like mm-hmm. this One Piece live action. And Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop that was also done by uh, Netflix, that's correct. And then also we have ones that our audience might not know were anime adaptations. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's Inception. Really? Yeah, we're just going to jump right in here. One Piece is a newer Netflix series that is obviously based off of the anime. One thing about One Piece is that it's getting really good reviews. I think it, I think the reason why it's getting such great reviews is because of the faithfulness to the source material, which I'm always baffled by whenever, you, over the years... When American audiences and American studios have tried to take Japanese anime and make it live action, it's right there, man. It's right there. The script is already there. Everything people want to see is right there. I think that part of the reason it's so faithful is because of because the creator, Oda, is actually helping along with their production. Oh, the whole time. He's been extremely and heavily involved. Also, it makes sense that Netflix is going... And producing One Piece because One Piece is the best-selling manga of all time with over 500 million copies in circulation worldwide. America is no stranger to taking books and adapting them to movies. And anime is just really, they viewed it from a manga perspective. It makes a lot of sense. Things that were American classics like Jaws are based off of books. So it's not crazy to think about one thing that i did think was interesting is the way that they the characters were casted a lot of people when they first heard about this just assumed everyone's gonna be casted as if they're japanese but it actually seems it's like an american adaptation right it's a bit diverse the guy that plays luffy he's spanish yeah his name is inkai guru oh, i'm gonna mess up this name again <laughs> i n and then the n has like an accent mark on it so it's inaki godoy Inaki Godoy is playing Monkey D. Luffy, the main character. If you don't know what One Piece is, then you probably don't know a lot about anime in general. You may or may not like it. Me and Nicholas have seen the show. Our opinions of it, we're going to try to keep out. But it's hard to talk about it without having a certain opinion. I think we can speak to the success of the anime already. It already has over a thousand episodes. Yeah, One Piece already, the creator said he wanted to be, he wants it to be the longest running anime ever but unfortunately he is he's gonna have to uh, keep it keep up all right order sorry e-i-c-h-i-r-o Arichio oda o-d-a he is the creator of one piece and he was initially hesitant about allowing netflix to adapt one piece due to a poor track record of live action adaptations and this is according to movie web 
right? What is when people say poor live action adaptations, there are a lot of them out there, not only created by Americans, because everyone talks about how the American ones are unpopular, but this is Japanese entertainment, meaning that they have tried to do this adaptation themselves several times and it has been unsuccessful. One of those being the Attack on Titan, a movie that was the Attack on Titan adaptation that was also unsuccessful. So and then they always blame, oh, is it the technology that's that hasn't kept up? And there is some anime out there where it wouldn't be too difficult. You watch things like The Avengers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to compare. There's a lot of money behind that, right? Disney has tons right. of money to put behind that. But at the same time, it is doable. I think we also talk about the differences in filmmaking style, right? Right. Japanese filmmaking style is wildly different than American filmmaking they style. They like the exaggeration or and they like um well I when I say Japanese film style I'm talking about modern modern Japanese. When we were watching the show it was filmed just like it was in anime, right? Like so you have shots where it's just the mouth or just the eye. And the thing is, that's fine if you're doing anime. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily translate all that well to live action so when you're thinking about live action adaptations first of all i will say this the dragon ball z adaptation dragon ball evolution the director of that movie admitted that he had never even seen dragon ball z Mm -hmm. never even seen it so obviously and the guy who played goku is jimmy from shameless yeah so you're talking about some people who i don't know how much of a fan the actor is but you're talking about from a director someone who's spearheading it he should obviously be familiar with the source material and so i think that's why people like this adaptation so much better is because it's staying it's actually staying pretty faithful to it the only real critique i've heard of it so far coming from the fans is that they're speed running it but guys we got to speed run it it's over a thousand episodes yeah, it's over a thousand episodes I did always, before we did the research for this episode, I did always assume that it was one of the longest running animes ever. But it turns out One Piece is not even close. So One Piece... Yeah, aren't there a couple of animes that it's not even close to? Yeah, so One Piece has about 1,043 episodes, which is no... Like, you you will not find American adaptations of anything. You will not find that are this long. Maybe it's soap operas, but you're not going to find any animation that runs this long. The one that's right behind it, I would say, is a Gundam with about 1,027 episodes. And we're talking about, so this is on recording of September 19th, 2023. So if you're listening to it sometime in the future, it could be more. But the it's there is a lot of ones in front of it. First of all, the first one who has the number one spot, and I'm just going to go from number one back down to... One Piece. Okay. I'm talking about adaptations that they're going to have to eventually get to. How much material they have. The number one spot is actually going to an anime spelled Sazishan. S-A-Z-A-E dash S-A-N. And that anime is running on Fuji TV. It has a Guinness World Record for the longest running anime TV show ever. How many and episodes does it have? 7,920. Mm-hmm. And this is an animated TV show. That is like What's it about? It is about, it is about Sazi's son lives in a house with her husband and kids and parents. So it's just about my housewife. This, there's still a lot of episodes. Like it, that's an inconceivable amount, especially because I don't, it's been going on for 53 years. So it means it started in 1969. Yeah. So I don't even know if it's even the same voice actors. I would doubt it. 
But it is possible. Let's say if they started when they're in their 20s. Imagine that. Imagine your voiceover career is just one role for 50 years. Over 50 years. Meanwhile, you're obviously doing a good job. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. They're like, Somebody's oh, doing something right. What's your resume? You're like, oh, I'm Sazi-san from Fuji TV. I've been doing this for 50 years. Well, what else? I was like, no, that's this, this, I always would assume that's what could be uh, Tom Kenny's future. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that with him just playing SpongeBob for the rest of his career. Yeah, especially since uh, Nickelodeon never wants to let that go on. Uh, and then, so the next one right behind it is going to be Dorymon with 1,787 episodes. The next one I'm talking about, now this, this one's a little bit harder to pronounce. So a lot of these are Asian, so they're a little bit hard for us to pronounce, but Napa Man with uh, 1,572. What is it called? Napa Man. And then you have Chibi Marukuchan. With 1,359. <laughs> and then right behind that one is one that people are probably more familiar with. Pokemon. Okay. 1,222. So Pokemon has more episodes than One Piece. Yeah. I, I think their story, though, they start over on different areas and stuff like that. And there's two more in front of it. There's like Crayon, Shichan, and then there's Case Closed before we even get to One Piece. So the reason why I'm naming all of these adaptations is because they were originally thought to be too large to even start adaptating in the first place, but obviously Netflix Netflix thrives on going for things that other people don't like or well, untra- untraditional productions. Because they have the money. They're like, it doesn't really matter if it succeeds. We're going to make money anyway. It has such an interestingly high rating on IMDb with an 8.5. And a lot of people were really liking this movie. The movie, uh, a lot of people were really liking this TV series. Just, And I think that part of it might come from all the disappointment in the past. Talking about Scarlett Johansson's Ghost in the Shell. Talking about Dragon Ball Evolution that kind of kicked off that is famous for being one of the worst. One of the worst. I think... Uh- I have a different theory about it. I think the reason why One Piece is doing so is that it's catering to people that have probably never watched anime before. A budget of $17.27 million per episode also doesn't hurt. Like, I mean, think about it. Watching anime had been stigmatized for so long, still even now. But the fact that Netflix, it's like Amazon and Apple TV, right? Mm. The thing is, is they don't really need to make money off of it. Amazon doesn't need to make money. They do, but it's not necessary for them to make money off of their shows. No, they're really more advertising for what they really do anyway. And TV and film has, it used to be like the big dog in which you main export and stuff like that. But nowadays it's come to this thing where it's like, TV and film is more like how Japanese TV and film is done, where they're more like advertisements for other things. And the thing is also what has really never been done with these anime live adaptations is they have never really been well marketed and promoted. That's true. A lot of times the marketing for it is pretty bad. Even though Dragon Ball Z, or Dragon Ball Evolution, excuse me, had a production budget of $30 million. It it tanked. Everyone knows that. That's not surprising. But the issue is that most of it went straight to the production and none of it went to marketing, really. If you think about it, you heard about 
One Piece coming out. You've seen the trailers. You've seen the promotional material. You've seen everything months before it even came out. Right. And it's so huge. It like, of course, you know what One Piece is. Like a lot of people who don't know what One Piece is, they probably if they see the picture, they're like, oh, I know what this is. Because there's just it's that old adage of you make so much production where you do so much of it. Eventually, someone's going to like it. Right. So people are going to see it. And to build on top of that is it's available to a global audience. Netflix is available in over 190 countries. One Piece has the potential to be watched by millions around the world, and it has. Yes. Right? And the problem with a lot of anime remakes is that they've been limited to regional releases. They Mm. haven't been released to the globe as far as one piece and netflix is gone so a lot of these actors in one piece are not a-listers very you haven't really seen before mm-hmm. and i think that's what really helps it out in my opinion when you go to this is something that's done in such a way where if it's an anime adaptation i don't want to see it and see the rock playing some version of some character or scarlett johansson right. some play some version of a character i want to see my character the character put to live action and i think that's what a lot of the fans are getting from this i think that's what's been the best part of it is because like you said if you have somebody like the rock or if you have somebody like matt damon or keanu reeves it's oh i have a preconceived this is just the rock playing somebody else it's not somebody nameless playing this character now you're able to like imagine that character plus one piece was no, was the number one show on Netflix worldwide in the week of its release with over 37 million views. And so the production has been, it's the way it's made is a little bit campy. Um, yeah. But if people are familiar with the animes that way too. It's its sense of humor. Right. It, the show doesn't take itself too seriously. I think that if it did, if it was trying to make itself too dramatic and too serious, it would not have worked at all. Especially because then it wouldn't feel like the series. The creator, Oda, has gone on record many times saying even throughout the anime and throughout the manga saying, oh, I don't want anything to get too dark or too serious because that's not really the... Now, they ha- apparently they have... I have not seen all 1,403 episodes, but I've seen a bit of it. And I will say that like even the quote-unquote darker moments, they handled with such nuance to where eventually like the tone is still kept the same. Yeah, I completely agree. And then also, Rotten Tomato feels the same. I mean, it has a 96% audience score on Rotten Tomato, which is the audience, highest audience score for any Netflix original series, period. Right. Once again, that is Rotten Tomatoes, and we are aware of the scandal. Uh, not scandal, but I think everyone can do this, that Rotten Tomatoes was being paid to make their ratings look a certain way. Mm-hmm. The, that news broke about two weeks ago. It was just everywhere. But I think people already knew that, to right. be fair. When you, have the, when you have the credit score and then you have the audience score. And they're so starkly different yeah, consistently. I think that's the only part about Rotten Tomatoes that I enjoyed was that like the audience score, like you see a movie like, oh, this is a good movie. And credits say, oh, it's terrible on Rotten Tomatoes. But then the audience score would be high. It, that, that actually gives me confidence in like the audience score version of it. Even though when you look up Martin Tomato scores on Google or Bing, whatever search engine you're using, they will show you the critic score, not the actual audience score. And also the thing is that 
I thought that the incredibly high production value yeah. had really contributed to the success of it. Because, like we said before, Dragon Ball Evolution, we have Death Note, we have Cowboy Bebop. Mm. The production value wasn't all that high. I'm talking about Cowboy Bebop's estimated was, I think, six to seven million per episode. Death Note, about 40 million of the budget. And Death Note being a movie and right. not a TV adaptation. But then you're talking about 138 total million for the first season for One Piece. And like you said, the, the show has a very good sense of humor, mm-hmm. right? Yes, the Netflix One Piece show is a bit campy, but the anime is also a bit campy. Mm-hmm. That's its humor. And like you said, it doesn't want to be too dark, but it's also exciting and like action-packed. With the only, like you said, the only problem being that people are sitting there saying that, hey man, you're really speed running this anime, but there's over a thousand episodes. Do you really think that Netflix is going to produce 1,000 s- episodes? Yeah, I don't. No. Especially not, this is clearly costing them way more than the first season of the anime did. And then, like you said, the thing that I think that One Piece has a notorious issue from its fans is its pacing issue. But we've already established that the reason why the pacing is like that is because he's trying to make this anime series go as long as possible. I also think part of the... I think the casting is really good for this. A lot of the characters, I, it's like they are a different version than the regular characters. But they're not different enough to where I don't know who it is. They're not. Because here's the issue that you might have from some fans. Is being the anime. is The characters don't look exactly like the people in the show. And it's. They look close. But here's the. That's the issue, right? This is anime. They're not going to look exactly like they do on the show. Right. It's almost. Because, like, uh, One Piece characters are notoriously drawn in a little in a cartoonish way. Right. They're drawn to be a bit ridiculous, right? Like, the Marine, the 101st Marine uh, base leader, I mean, he's wearing, like, MC Hammer pants. Yeah. Yeah. And now it looks ridiculous on the screen, but when you watch the anime, it doesn't look ridiculous at all. The Iron Jaw looks a bit ridiculous, right? But it doesn't look that way in the anime. Right. So you have to give it a bit of leeway and grace as to some things are not going to translate into the live action version. And you're just going to have to give it its grace and you're going to have to give it its suspension of disbelief and just look past that. Yeah, I think that really they did a pretty good job overall with the adaptation. I think that choosing a lot of no names was really good. At least no names when it comes to... Am I no-name? These people have obviously done work before. Right. So I don't mean really like they, they picked them up off the street. Like right. They're not, not nothing. Right. But, but we've not, never heard of them. Yeah, they're not they're not uh, super prominent. Although the person who plays Zoro, Mac, M-A-C-K-E-N-Y-U, Mac-King-U, he has been in other anime adaptations. Oh, really? Of live-action adaptations. Yeah, including Full Metal Alchemist. And hmm. so... That's interesting that they're like, okay, we're going to get someone who was previously in, and he was in Pacific Rim Uprising. 
Yeah, but he wasn't the he wasn't the leader in a lot of these. But he's he has done a lot of I will say anime live action adaptations before. So it's like they put in a veteran. He is with the rest of is, the cast. I would say he is the best character on the show so far. He was also in the, what Tokyo Ghoul. We have he was also in Surprise Future that came in kind of in Rider Drive. Yeah, he has. It seems like he has more acting experience than the rest of them do. Yeah. Also, we ha- we can't overstate the platform and the reach that Netflix has. Hmm. Netflix's One Piece has been watched by over a hundred million households worldwide. The show has been in the top ten most watched shows on Netflix in over ninety countries. And I think the part of that is because people are like, oh, an anime adaptation that's not complete garbage, that automatically is going to get someone's attention. Right, well, because the last one that was not completely garbage was Inception. So, and which for is those a while who, ago, right? And for those who don't know, Inception is an American film made by Christopher Nolan. If you don't know what Inception is, and you're listening to this podcast or or, or radio show, um, that's interesting. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of people know what Inception is, but if you might not know, uh, Christopher Nolan made Inception as an American uh, adaptation of a movie called Paprika. Uh, yeah. Which it's not a one for one adaptation like it like uh, with Jaws or like One Piece where it's directly an adaptation using the same name, but it is uh, a heavy adaptation. Right, and then the thing is, we need to compare what One Piece has done as far as to what other adaptations have done. Right, so mm. Death Note, the live action remake was watched by an estimated 30 million households worldwide. And the live-action adaptation of Ghost in the Shell was watched by an estimated 15 million houses worldwide. So the fact that it's been watched by over 100 million households worldwide in a range of 90 countries should show you the difference. And this is all from Netflix's data. Netflix is putting out this data. They're usually pretty good at not embellishing anyway because they don't really need to. <laughs> I think it's And it's really already been renewed for a second season. Yeah. I think that the first thing they're probably going to do is up the budget a little bit. Not be necessarily because of the way the first one looks. The first season, they obviously put a lot into the budget. Mm-hmm. Once again, going back to that $138 million. But I think that because the first one did so well and... One Piece is drawn cartoonishly and some of the characters and some of the abilities and things like that. They're going to have to up the budget. It just it just is necessary, especially at the pace they're going, right? Yeah. As anyone who watches anime or anything in Shonen or things like that, Shonen is usually, it's a magazine in Japan that's called Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. Shonen is now like a genre over there where it's a certain type of anime. Yeah. But usually things get more and more complicated as any show would and so obviously they have to up the budget the real question is how by how much yeah the thing is you're going to that's why i think that's why people have an issue with why they're speed running it the way they are because the thing is you want to make the first season incredibly successful like it has been right Mm. but before this came out you're only going to have to up the budget more and more because of CGI, right? Yes. So you want it to be incredibly successful and profitable so that you can just use those profits and dump them back into the show. The CGI is used very interestingly in here. There's a lot of practicals that I would not have made practical. 
How do you mean? I'll give you an example. Captain Langley Kirkwood that plays Captain Axehand Morgan. He has a giant metal jaw. Right, the axe hand, you can make that practical, right? But he has this giant metal jaw that, I mean, it, it works, you know, for what it is. Like, if this was, if I saw his metal jaw in a different production, then I wouldn't really buy it. But because it has this cartoonish look all over the production set, he fits in with the world, right? But I don't know, me personally, I would have been like, okay, cool. I want to make his jaw look more realistic, but at the same time, this is one piece we're talking about. And if you look at the original anime character designs, if they try to make something look too realistic, it's going to look bad. So I think that, you Because know, that's the whole point. Right. So I think that them working closely with the creator helped them keep up this quality, right? But, and they get more, their budget gets higher. I mean, it's happened before and which, you know, creators are like, oh, we have a higher budget. Let's try some more higher level things. And then they could end up possibly ruining it. Yes. And the thing is that they have the original creator to help them on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? So for fans to sit there and critique it is, but this is the creator doing it. Right. And then some fans will argue, oh, we have to create art from the artist. And this. But this is hard to do. So I think that's also another reason people are so happy is because it came out good. Right. To a lot of people. And then also the thing is that this show could get probably its sea legs by we have the original creator to help us out, right? But now what we have to do is we have to incorporate the Western style of filming to make it even better than it already is. Yeah, and then it's wild. It's like almost watching Spy Kids. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the production value of some of its bigger like you say something like the witcher and it's, and it's but it has this huge budget where did this budget go i think it went into something like there's a lot of really good looking practicals in here to the point towards these and some of the costumes and like that they're really good but the filmmaking style feels campy and at the same time i honestly believe if they try to film it too seriously or it's, it's very it's they're walking a tightrope here if they go too far left in the series and all this super and go too far left, not saying that the production isn't professional. That's not what I'm saying. Super professional. But if they go too far left into taking it too seriously, then it doesn't work because the original materials not like that with these cartoonish looking characters. But if they go too cartoonish, then no one's going to take it seriously and they're not gonna really going to like it. It's a tightrope that they're walking. I think the thing is that I think this series is only going to get better over time. Mm -hmm. Because you have the creator who is over them saying, this is my, this is what I've created, let me show you. But then I think there's also a school of thought that says, okay, listen, I understand you're the creator, but the people in the U.S. and maybe the rest of the world, because they're used to U.S. filmmaking, mm -hmm. this is the type of style of filmmaking that you need to do to make this look better. Yeah, the style is called have respect for the source material. Right. Because <laughs> that I think that's been a major issue for the previous things. Akira is a movie that came out a long time ago, and a lot of people have been trying to make this an American adaptation. People from Steven Spielberg all the way to Jordan Peele have made bids to do a live-action version of Akira. Kanye West's uh, Power music video was just Akira. 
right? This is something that has been really, quote-unquote, adapted. There have been a lot of references to it, but it hasn't really been adapted yet. This could open up the doors, one of this quality, could open up the doors of the Japanese people start putting faith in an American filmmakers. But at the same time, the relationship is strained because of uh, previous adaptations. Do you think, and I, I would want to know what your opinion of this is, do you think this being one of the big three, do you think this opens up the door for an actually legit good Naruto live action? So maybe you should explain big three for those who are on Film Center who aren't familiar. So what the big three is, the big three is Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach, right? And there's a lot of people that are talking about new big three, this big... The 90s big three. The big three was just the three best-selling mangas at the time. They're considered the big three because they sold so much, it made... It broke into American audiences. That's how popular these mangas were. These three sold so many copies, it made Japanese manga popular in America. That's why they're called the big three. So do you think that should this go on and do really well, do you think it opens up the door for a legitimate remake or not remake, a live action adaptation of Naruto? Because that's a lot more difficult to do than I, one piece. I 100% do. The reason is is because the American filmmakers have been trying to do it before they had the technology to do it. They've been trying to do it before they understood the source material. They've been trying to do it they've been trying they tried to do it with directors who had never watched the show. They tried to do it with not enough money. They tried to do it with not enough to t- advanced technology. They've been trying to do it just to straight up make money off of the Jap- uh, off of a, a, a popular IP. As long as there is a popular IP, there's going to be some Hollywood person that's, oh yeah, I need to make this. Because the thing and is... And now, especially because of anime is on the rise, and it's getting more and more popular, and now that one adaptation has done marginally well, not marginally, it's done pretty well, actually. That, yeah, it's that done thing, really it's well. It's done pretty well. But they're going to ride this one example of them doing something right out of the hundred times that they failed for the next hundred times you have to think about I think you have to think of it like this, right? Sopranos came out and proved that you could do an hour-long dramatic show, That's right? True. And that it's profitable. Because before, nobody thought that would ever be profitable, right? Or even possible. Or even possible. Game of Thrones came out and showed you that you could spend a lot of money and get a lot of profit in return as long as you did it well. As long as you put the money to where it's supposed to go, unlike in other places because Amazon thought Wheel of Time would be way better because they put more money into it, but they didn't allocate the funds correctly into the actual correct talent. So you have example. you could continue to have examples now. Let's say One Piece does even better and it fixes the minor issues that it has now. We could be looking at actual legit naruto live action adaptation and i think once that happens it's gonna be just the floodgates are just gonna be open dude yeah because i think that and i will i do think that someone's gonna try dragon ball z again the they don't want to but i I honestly believe that they're gonna try it again it's too popular it just is if you could do naruto live action adaptation 
you can do anyone. Yeah, because like you would need to do child, you would need to do. There's so much fantasy stuff that goes into that. Right. But yeah, this has been Film Center. My name is Derek. I'm Nicholas Killian. And uh, we'll see you all next time. You can go ahead and check us out on FilmCenterNews.com to listen to more episodes. We'll see you next time. See you. This has been Film Center on Comic-Con Radio. Check out our previous episodes at ComicConRadio.com. You can follow the show at Film Center News on all major social media platforms. Tune in next Wednesday for a fresh update. Until next time, this has been Film Center. 